Hello everybody and welcome to the Grumble View Central podcast with me, Kieran Griddins. I hope you're all well. Last night I watched The Suicide Squad, the second film and the 11th in the DCEU and a massive part of their marketing and the publication of this film is because of all the new heroes that we got to see. It had a very, very different cast and a very different characters from what we saw in the first movie, which I was a big, big fan of. But which one was my favourite main hero from the Suicide Squad? What I'm going to be doing today is going to be doing something actually very, very different. I don't usually rank characters. I usually rank sort of episodes for a TV show or or the movies, but never do I watch a film and then rank the characters. But because they've got a really impressive list of great names in the sh- in the movie i thought that i should rank all 17 main heroes in the suicide squad from the worst to the best now of course this is going to be quite a long podcast i'm going to go into a little bit of detail about these characters so if you haven't seen the suicide squad yet make sure you click off this podcast because this is going to be spoilers but if you guys want to check out all the other stuff Regarding the Suicide Squad on my channel, you can check out the trailer breakdown I did and then also the review I did yesterday where I promise you there'll be no spoilers in that one. But if you guys don't want to see anything from the Suicide Squad but you want to see what we do over here, make sure you favourite and follow so you never miss any uploads. Basically what I'm basing the, this ranking on is their focus in the movie, how I felt about watching them and then if you go by one what I want to see looking at these characters what my overall thoughts were going to be I think it was very very different because it was an ensemble cast you're looking at these you know, characters and yes other characters are going to have more focus than others hence why they're going to be higher on the list but there's also his personal opinions as well which makes this a very very different ranking from what anybody else's is obviously this is just my opinion I'd love to hear what you guys have to say maybe my least favourite character was your favourite I don't know make sure you go over to my Instagram FRC underscore podcast and make your own ranking. Right, let's get started. Coming in at number seven is Mongol. This is played by Mailing NG. She was very, very forgettable. She made a very, very brief appearance. She didn't have many lines in the movie. And the only thing I can massively think about her is that she probably had the most brutal death in terms of the first half of the movie it just felt really really weak it's just like she should have been in something of like a star wars or star trek movie what it looked like so for me i don't have much to say about it because she was that forgettable coming in number 16 is blackguard he's played by pete davidson when i watched the trailer i was really interested by this character particularly how he looks very awkward in the trailer and i thought that was a really interesting character to sort of explore and it's sort of very awkward and doesn't really have a lot of sociable skills but then obviously when he does he could be this sort of ruthless killer but I think his sort of character and obviously his backstory is very much linked to what we had with Peacemaker and then also and then all also Bloodsport so he didn't really need to be there hence why he was killed off far too quickly and only had some very subtle comedy moments coming down number 15 is TDK he's played by Nathan Fillion and I thought this is a really original character it's sort of embraced what the Suicide Squad is you know very wacky and weird superheroes being explored but he was completely unrecognisable they paid 
on the joke about actually not knowing who he was and then Harley Quinn of all people knowing who he is so it was a very very dull introduction he was completely unrecognisable but did again did have potential and was killed off far too quickly coming at number 14 is Javelin he's played by Flula Borg he was pretty central to the first sort of five ten minutes of the movie because he was sort of having that chemistry of Harley Quinn that we've not seen yet apart from obviously the Joker in the DCEU but the most meaningful thing he did was when he died he gave his javelin to Harley Quinn which is what his weapon is and actually what his name is I just thought it was really really odd again he was part of them heroes that died very very much at the beginning of the movie and I just thought he out of all of them definitely had the potential to you know have a bit of chemistry with Harley Quinn and obviously you know jump into it having a pretty basic hero their power and sort of you know skill ability which the others can sort of take the mick out of so i think out for me personally this was a character that could have definitely been explored a lot more coming at number 13 is captain boomerang played by joy courtney from the first movie now this breaks my heart to put this in this position because he was such an underrated character of the first movie if you look at the whole cast of anti-heroes anti-villains from the first film he definitely brought that comedic sense he definitely seemed like he had a fun time whenever he was on screen he was definitely fantastic so when he was spotted in the trailer it was really nice to see obviously Joy Courtney play this because this is probably his best performance but again the only character development he had because he was killed off very very early was that his boomerangs could light up I just think it was really really odd and I think that character definitely deserved what Harley Quinn and Rick Flad had by putting him again once again in a new environment and sort of having them jokes with the other heroes like he does. Coming at number 12 is Weasel voiced by Sean Gunn was very central to the movie at the beginning they were sort of making jokes about what the hell is it but he was only central to the movie because other people literally had no idea who he was and then he, that end was was quite surprising i didn't think he was gonna you know come back i think him out of any of them probably shouldn't have come back and obviously you know this cliffhanger ending potentially can see you know a tv show or, or something once again explored uh, in the movie so for me it was a very odd end but i just thought he was you know a, a lot lot better he definitely could have been lower and probably lower in other people's list but I found him okay. Missing out on the top 10 for me is Amanda Waller. This is played by Viola Davis returning, of course, from the first movie. And again, was the same character in the first one. She didn't have any character development. She didn't have this blank slate where she changed a lot. She was just that character. But again, she is the only, you know, human sort of exploring into it, obviously bringing everybody together. She wasn't featured enough. She was massively forgettable. And I felt... She was massively central to that first one, bringing them all together, but also having, you know, chemistry with them. Take, you know, you know the Mikkels are being very aggressive. They tried to give her a comedic side, and it just didn't work. And actually, the team that was under her had far more to do than she did. Big disappointment. Kicking us off into the top ten is Savant, played by Michael Rooker, and he was the main character of the film for five minutes. I really did think that this film was going to massively, massively feature him. The trailers definitely hinted. And that is sort of really dark backstory, which you definitely could could see a lot from you know the first five minutes. So I was I was really sort of intrigued and very heavily focused on that character, but it never never t took off, and it was just sort 
of uses an example of being a coward which you know looking at his character looking at his backstory it, it just didn't really fit with the character's motives and origins coming down to number nine is Sol Surya played by Alice Braga and she was the most simple she was the most basic character because all she was was she was trying to change her country it was a nice change from these obviously crazy eccentric characters we used to it massively reminds me of course Rick Flagg's team in the first movie and had a pretty decent character development she you know was trying to do it she was obviously had a, you know the, the suicide squad killed all of her all of her team and took trying to help with hope she didn't need to be the star of it she wasn't but she was a nice addition and had to be there Coming at number eight is Colonel Rick Flagg, played by Joel McKinnon. He had a clear, you know, space. He he was definitely had a lot more comedic moments than usual, but again, was still overshadowed by the heroes. He had sort of a friendship with with Bloodsport that never really took off. He didn't talk to Amanda Waller throughout the whole movie, which I just thought was really odd because the first movie definitely introduced him has a sort of sidekick and they really have a meaningful relationship a lot of people didn't really like this character in the first film simply because he was just used as a love interest for the villain so if you didn't like him in this one you definitely definitely don't want to see him in this one coming at number seven is the thinker played by peter cavaldi and this was the closest thing we had to a proper villain in terms of this it reminded me massively of sort of a b-tech lex Luther that we've seen so you know, trying to push the blame onto other people. He was massively there to fill in exploration. The sort of twist, he was, you know, the key person. So obviously he had a bit of a role. As I watched the first half of the movie, I did think he was going to be this, you know, person who, who was sort of being blackmailed and shouldn't have really been there, but they didn't really take off with that. So obviously I was wrong. But he was meaningful to the plot and its development. And of course he had that link with the main character main villain that's definitely not on this list missing out the top five for me is the polka dot man played by david dasmalchen this reminded me of el dablo from the first movie so i'm trying to make links here with reluctant to use his powers but was an entertaining character the script truly embraced the wacky parts of his character having him as a very strange individual but i think he had a definitely a really really nice backstory he brought some comedic moments he was you know, in in and around in terms of the crowd, but was definitely a nice individual to explore. Kicking us off into the top five is King Shark, voiced by Sylvester Stallone, and this again was a really really fun character, who had a little bit more chemistry with the characters than Killer Croc. Killer Croc didn't do much in the first one, which you, you don't really know what to do with it. But the King Shark was definitely a little bit of a better character sort of. Ex- Splot. He, he gave us a lot of the comedic moments, but really struggled with the placement of the character. Simply because he's a shark, he can't just walk into a bar or do, or do what he does. So they try to make up for that with him, like trying to have friends and stuff like that, and show a little bit of humanity to the character. But it, he he struggled with placement, much like Killer Croc did. Missing out the top three for me is Peacemaker, played by John Cena, and this was a very multi-layered character, especially in the third, third act, and was used for pivotal plot progressions in the movie. And I'm very excited to see him in this TV show, of course, and it, obviously it's an origin story, but I found John Cena to have a pretty decent performance. He sort of worked well and had great chemistry with the 
uh, you know, other actors, especially giving us the comedic moments with Idris Elba. So I thought it wasn't a bad character, and that's why he's so high up uh, in this in this list. But he wasn't outstanding smash out the park because I did think he was going to be massive because they're sort of investing time and money into a TV show. Kicking us off into the top three is Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie, and she was used in the right way. Going into the movie, I really did think she was going to have such a central plot, and if she did, I would have been massively disappointed with the movie because we've seen her in the Suicide Squad, we saw her in her own movie, so I wanted the film to focus on the new characters, but it, it did really well. She There was a great balance between her having you know, some nice emotional moments she margot robbie brought exactly the same energy as she did in the first two movies and obviously you know it's it's obviously a harder emotion she's had great character development throughout these three movies and that's what i really really liked and james Gunn really explored that above all the wacky and gory and crazy moments of the movie with the new heroes Missing out the top spot for me is Bloodsport, played by Idris Elba, and he had some fantastic moments. He was really central to everything, had so many layered moments. I was very worried at the first half of the movie how he was so compared to Deadshot about having a daughter and sort of, you know, being estranged from her. And I just personally felt like like they were doing a repeat. But no, he, he was definitely a big, big part of it. You had to care. You had to care about his character and his development to really enjoy the film and obviously have it. So I think that was massively part. Idris Elba played a great role as well. And I think he's a fantastic actor. So this character was fantastic, hence why he's number two. But coming in at number one is Ratcatcher 2, played by Daniela Meshaw. And she was easily the standout performer of this movie. She had such an original character. And not only in this movie, but also any DC character, in my opinion, before her. Because she has really emotional moments. You feel connected to her character, even though she is such a wacky and weird, you know, hero. And obviously her powers with the rats and stuff like that. But you sort of see the chemistry she has and the relationship with her father, which I thought was definitely a nice touch and it massively surprised me that a character so wacky and weird and sort of exploring with it had a real nice origin story and had some fantastic chemistry with every ma- uh, main character in the cast that she was she, that she interacted with so that is it for the ranking of all 17 main characters in the suicide squad let me know what you think about the movie via my instagram frc underscore podcast and if you want to hear my full thoughts on the whole movie not just the characters check out my review as well just something as well to address my july ranking of all the movies i've seen it has been delayed until i go and see jungle cruise tomorrow so please make sure you go over there as well and favor and follow so you don't miss that upload when it comes out with the inclusion of the suicide squad and jungle cruise so i've sort of delayed it a little bit this month because i want to get a lot more of the high well received movies check out all the other content as well we don't just do movie reviews and rankings top tens trailer breakdowns the smarticus showdown as well is massively central to to the channel at the moment so make sure you check that one out i don't know what my next podcast will be about but everything that you love see you in a bit